Hey everybody, so uh, as you all know, Paramount Plus launched yesterday, so I thought it'd be fun to do a day one dive to uh, see what's up, to check out the interface, the programming, ease of use, and try and find out what the uh, compelling argument is for the last major streaming service that's hitting the market. And I invited a friend of mine, Caroline Gagarich, who I worked with at HBO Marketing back in the day, but she's also done stints at Netflix and Showtime, and is the kind of person who tries every new tech product out on the first day. So I couldn't have a better guest to talk the ins and outs of Paramount Plus. And also, if you're an active uh, LinkedIn person, you should definitely follow or uh, connect with Caroline on that platform. She does some pretty great dives into media trends and news stories that are often featured in LinkedIn news. I've put the link to her LinkedIn profile in the notes area for this episode. She also recently took the uh, Prof G course, Prof G being Scott Galloway, who does the popular Pivot podcast with Kara Swisher. So if you want some insight into that uh, executive sprint program, I talk about that with Caroline at the end of this conversation. So let's dive in. Caroline, Paramount Plus Day. Congratulations. Are you? Uh, did you have a cake or what, what? What was the celebration that you had today? It sounds like I birthed Paramount <laughs> Plus. I'm a proud mom of a new streaming service. <laughs> All right. So, what is your? I guess thumbs up, thumbs down. We'll do real basic to start. What you know? Are you impressed by the launch, or were you underwhelmed by it? Given, I'm sure you were, last week you heard all the news about things that, quite frankly, aren't on there today. But uh, what was your general impression of day one for Paramount Plus? I have to say, when I launched it, I was impressed by the UX. The UX was slick. It was a little HBO Max-like, but I'm not (laughs) hating that. (laughs) I'm not hating that in the sense of like how the networks were presented, where the originals were located. Um, I, I saw some things that I actually wanted to watch. I also like that they're doing a 30 day trial. Some may say way too long. I think that gives viewers enough time to really test it out and see if they like something since Paramount Plus is basically the last of the media companies to launch this big service. So I think that makes sense. I think the biggest issue they have is that time. I mean, they're the last. And two, if they say that the NFL was the number one reason why people subscribe to CBS All Access and we're now out of the season, it's, it's, it's a weird time. It's like when Peacock launched without the Olympics little bit of, what, are, what are the what are we hooking with the real world or spongebob i don't know if those are like enticeable hooks to me yeah. right i mean was there anything on there that you were like oh cool like things you maybe were is there anything on there that you weren't like aware of that you were like oh because you know they give you the recommends when you sign up and like do you like this do you like this like when i signed up i'd maybe watch fraser which i knew was on there you haven't CBS. already watched fraser <laughs> I'm just saying I would watch it again. It's a word to rewatchable for me, not to <laughs> coin a ringer term. Um, but I was like, okay, but maybe there was and three things on there. Colbert wasn't on the main list, which was weird. Colbert was on the main list. Not on mine. Not on mine. It wasn't on my like, do you like these? There's a lot of CBS sitcoms and reality shows. And I was like, that was one thing. Number two, there's an ad supported version. <laughs> yeah. They, they literally said last week, <laughs> oh, by the way, the fi- it was $5 a month. And it was ad supported. It wasn't coming till June. I got my an email from Viacom, $10 for ad free or $6 for an ad supported version. I'm like, felt like that was the CBS all access pricing. It just was like paint 
But it's like, what? You just told me a week ago this was five bucks, and I went and today it was six, and I'm like, it was a week ago. How did you not? Why is this not the same thing you told everybody a week ago? Even for people like us that are probably paying more attention yeah, and reading I all mean, sorts of stuff, right? Paramount Plus was complex. You're like, okay. So it's got these networks, not Showtime, is BET Plus in there. You know, there's a lot of little intricacies that make it uh, confusing. Then on the other side, they're taking, they're taking programming off of Showtime that was slated for Showtime and putting it on Paramount Plus. So doesn't Showtime lose value in essence? Because well, I could also watch Ray Donovan on Peacock right now. So, you know, I, you know it's all a little. You like, can also watch Yellowstone on Peacock. <laughs> and you can't, which you, can, you can't watch it on Paramount Plus. And you can't watch it on <laughs> Paramount Plus. Also in the, I will say the app, I registered on the, on the website first, you know, um, and then I downloaded the app and, and signed in there. Um, but in the app store, it was, I typed in Paramount and came up, Paramount Plus came up first, right below it, Paramount Network. S very similar typography and app color. And like, at least HBO was black and white. HBO Max was purple. Like you could like, okay, different font with the Max. This was the same mountain. From a brand perspective, I found it interesting that they took the Paramount Pictures brand and converted it into a streaming service because we have been watching that opening for movies since we were younger, right? That means movies to us. And so maybe for people younger than us, they don't have that correlation. But I think, you know, if you look at CBS All Access audience, I'm going to hazard a guess it's older skewing. And so I would think that those folks have that sort of like association of the mountain movies, the mountain movies. Yeah. And the thing, the, ta the tagline is, is uh, sports and news. The movies is like entertainment is last in the tagline. And I was like that Paramount does not mean sports or news to anybody. Yes. Uh, you know, it's all very meta. I don't know that it's going to resonate outside of media nerds like you and I. But it's, you know, I think there is that. Is that is the consumer going to know the difference? It's murky. It's a little. It's not. It's not clean. Um, so you know, I guess in a month's time, you know, what are they going to add to this? We had so much of that programming, as you said, it was only the SpongeBob movie, the Camp Coral series, and the Real World were the only Real World reunion. Uh, I'm not going to lie, though, that Real World reunion, you're, you're I watched. Right. I'm, not, I'm not. Yes, I watched it because I was like, no. I, first of all, I couldn't even recognize some of them. What happened to these folks? Oh, that's probably why people tune in, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> but I'm um, still going to watch it. Uh, no, you're in. No, that's that's ball. Listen, as long as you're, you're paying to watch it. Um, but I am curious after this 30 days now, what's going to be added on April 3rd? The NFL didn't surprise me in the popularity. But what George Cheeks also said is that European soccer was number two in the list of reasons why people subscribed. Now, maybe this is just because I'm not a soccer fan, but I'm like, really? And I, I could tell that they that that's a strong hook because they plastered it all over their um, trailers and promos and whatnot. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, Peacock has so branded themselves with, it's a different division that they have. They have Champions League, you know, Peacock, has, I don't know if you're a big- Not at footy, all. Not at all, right. So for you, it's all the same. It's like, okay. No, I have no idea what's happening. Right, so, but but you're aware Peacock has also had a big, yes. they can't own that. Like as a, Paramount can't own soccer streaming. It's just like, no, Peacock has already had, multiple years ahead of you on this. You can say we have it as well, but like there's a small contingent of people that, I mean, look, it did, it's not burning up the numbers for Peacock. It's not going to burn up the numbers for 
you know, for Paramount Plus, it's it's a nice add on. If But if that's your trumpet blaring, we've waited two years and this is part of the like, yeah. it's a little like, you know, what is strong coming to America, which I've seen everywhere this week. I've seen every talk show, which was a Paramount movie they sold for one hundred and twenty million dollars. If you had to amortize those costs as Paramount Plus marketing costs instead of Paramount movie net movie studio costs, you would be the most talked about thing in the media and pop culture right now. Whereas right now, unless you have kids and maybe SpongeBob is, re- is resonating to a bit or a couple of Gen X uh, slash millennial people who are curious about the, the real world thing. There's no there's no talk show appearances. Even the real world people are not on talk shows. Who's on the talk shows talking up Paramount Plus? Uh, CBS News. That's not yeah. a burning hook for you. <laughs> I've seen Tracy Morgan, Arsenio, and Eddie more than I have in years on every other talk show and in social media posts. So uh, everybody's unwrapping their sexual chocolate bars and their uh, coming to America jackets. How do you? And then the Michael B. Jordan trailer came out yesterday for his Tom Clancy movie, which they also sold off, which is coming out in late April on Amazon Prime, yep. would have also been a great movie to launch. You know, they just sold off the marquee things. And I'm like, what's the... Th- I, it, I mean, I, I understand they they need the money. I'm like, I'm not blind to that. But to me, you know, they've spent all this, the big Super Bowl ads. They've spent multi, multi-millions of dollars. And the programming, like, you didn't plan on having anything for launch day? To your point... They're the last of the bunch. They've seen everybody else go through this. Where's the Mandalorian? The Mandalorian worked. You need a Mandalorian to make this work. What? Let me ask you this, though. Do you think that them keeping coming uh, to America 2 on its platform would have more financial value to them than whatever they sold it to Amazon for? Who can say how many people pay for something for one reason, but it's like... You got to spend. It's one thing has been proven. Why does these other what's worked? Disney Plus has spent and spent and spent. If you kind of weed your, you know, wade your way into it. My problem with Paramount Plus is I look at it and I'm like, what space does it own? I don't know. And I can't even get to the is it sustainable part because I haven't defined how it's differentiated in the first place. Yeah. I mean, look, it's a long game. Obviously, this is day one of a very, very long era of streaming uh streaming wars in the u.s but uh i look ahead next three months i'm like all the stuff they announced last week there was no start date i have no i couldn't tell you one thing that's coming to paramount plus in the next three months for you to go oh you got to have it to watch this so do you have cable at all i don't i haven't had cable in 10 years it is interesting they are utilizing all of their channels as like very large promotional vehicles. Like Discovery was doing the same when Discovery Plus came out. I mean, literally the Discovery Plus ads on the lower thirds of like pretty much every piece of programming all day long. And, you know, I think Viacom CBS has a really effective promotional strategy there. Number two, they've got Pluto TV, which they've been taking advantage of and what is now over 40 million um, active users, users, right? right? So, I mean, they do have some interesting vehicles that they can pull from. But to your point, like you still need to have a product that's differentiated from the other. Yeah, it's just what's the hook? Like, you know, it's brand brand awareness, 110 percent. They're doing a great job with that part of it. But I mean, I just think back to the Mandalorian right away. I'm just like, that was just such a great combination of A, here's the new product and B, here's the thing a lot of you want to watch right now. And boom, and that makes a launch. That's 28 million, you know, subscribers in three months. Like, okay, that's a launch. 
everybody else is kind of, you know, U.S. only. That wasn't even the worldwide thing at that point, you know. So, like, all right, the, you know, and Peacock came out with some, I mean, they were hampered by the Olympics. I'm not, you know, so that's, they get a pass in that regard, which that would have, which would have been a much bigger thing for Peacock. To, so that was a, and a pandemic. So there's that out of the, out of the gate and discovery had chip and Joanna. It's like, they didn't hold, you know, they had new stuff on there for, for that audience. Yeah. But that, that, that universe and, is going to get so much more exciting when Magnolia comes. Of course, but they, but they didn't wait six months to put it on. They're like, no, day one, we're putting no Jersey Shore law. Give me a Jersey Shore new thing to launch. You have things you can knock out pretty quickly, like from a production point of view of like, I get maybe like the movies or a TV show, you know, whatever it is, but like. I guess their special was the real world reunion. Okay. And that's obviously motivated, no offense to us, but like we're clearly older folks, you know? (laughs) (laughs) We are of the age where we watched it in the original incarnation. Right. So yeah, right. I I also struggle with trying to figure out who their target demo is. Is it families to your point about SpongeBob? Is it younger people because of MTV? Is it CBS All Access folks? Like, you know, Discovery was smart enough to say, we're going to pick a lane and we're going to live in the lane. And I think Paramount is trying to be Paramount Plus, mind you, is trying to be all things to all people. CBS All Access was, you know, about a 45, mid 40s, you know, median age where it was, you know, much 20 years younger than CBS. So it was a younger, it wasn't as young as maybe other streaming services. Uh, so I think they're trying to play to that existing base, which is what, you know, all CBS All Access customers are now paramount plus customers so that's their launch base um with all these shows with beavis and butthead to behind the music that's definitely that 35 to 50 core consumer who was watching the originals i think those brands resonate zero to anybody else but i mean they're definitely and then with the parents having the you know spongebob nickelodeon stuff for their kids so if i was going to pick a demo that would be it but on launch day to your point i don't think they were real yeah i wasn't really sensing uh but by the time any of this original content airs it'll probably be probably be nine months to a year how many more subscribers are disney plus disney plus netflix everybody else going to have by that point by the time you even get started with this thing really yeah to your point i mean if they're doing a 30-day free trial this is go time to keep the 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 doors open they got you know, yeah. so you really got to bring out the big guns to keep people happy. I mean, if if I were them, <clears throat> I would have timed this so that there was some blockbuster that was going to premiere right after this free trial That's, ended. HBO Max is already doing that every month. It's like, oh, Wonder Woman. And then the little things right before your next month expires. And then Tom and Jerry is another just under four weeks. And Godzilla versus Kong is just under four, four weeks. weeks. It's, it's like, like and yeah. then you got Disney over there. That's like, and we're going to charge you additional <laughs> money for it. Well, they're going, here's your one this week. <laughs> here's your one minute. Here's your new one WandaVision episode. See you next week. You know, we're, it's like, might as well just give it to me on VHS. Yeah, it seems you know. like it's working. That should not be construed as knocking it. People are eating it up. But again, they're like, they've had the, the right piece of content, the right audience and the ones who would wait for it. I don't hear a lot of complaining, but I heard people even liking it on social media being like, this is cool to be like anticipating something for once and not just having it dump in and ruin my weekend. I have to sit here and watch it for 10 hours. So they've Disney's killing it. All right. So we, I think we, you know, it sounds like you give them points for the, for the tech, for the, the interface. It seems the like the interface that's- was nice. I will say though, the only function that didn't work for me this morning was the download functionality. 
okay. which I found really weird because I got to imagine you QC'd this thing to death, but right. it wasn't working when I tried to use it. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, content, I think, you know, they certainly have a breadth of stuff. It's, you know, they are doing a lot of, they had the CBS, uh, CBS All Access Originals are all still there, which may be new to a lot of people signing up, you know, who weren't already CBS All Access customers. So there's that. Uh, it just seems like you're the last, you've seen everybody else go before you. You should have been the biggest, best, blow it out of the water launch day. And I don't, I just not, feeling the hype right now. I'm not feeling the hype. Like that's probably the, the, you know, the, the takeaway for me on it. Yeah. I'm not feeling the hype either. I also think they had a confusing strategy with uh, what's in there. What's not, uh, you've got live news and the premium tier. Okay. Like it's just, there's a lot of little pieces and intricacies that are too complicated for any standard customer to be able to follow. Yeah. What's work Disney plus eight bucks a month and that you get everything that's it netflix it's all in there peacock has tiers it's doing okay you know but again ad free they have three tiers you know so that's going okay discovery again two tiers okay people get ad free and, and not ad free i think people get that but once you start taking away this content is only here and this content's only here content there that's when people get annoyed and like all right yeah well you peacock's doing that with the whole we're only going to give you this many seasons of the office and then we're going to put the rest right. i'm like oh it's, don't do that it's a, it's a tough upset like you get it but it's also in the end what people hate about sales tactics you know so you're already it's too confusing and annoying it's like you know, sticking an ad after like a minute worth of viewing time. It's just, <laughs> don't do that. Come on, yeah. common decency. Um, so you've also recently uh, done the Prop G course. So uh, and Scott Galloway, so tell us a little bit about what the what the course is and what he's up to. So I did, he actually has a few different courses, but I did the brand strategy sprint. And he had an idea where he wanted to bring a professional business school marketing type course to the masses, if you will, at a lower cost. So he can offer these three-week classes at a much lower cost than you would get if you, say, went to NYU Stern, where he's a professor. Plus, like the other part is you can kind of zero in with laser focus on the thing that you want to take. Like if I were to go to business school today, there would be a a whole bunch of other classes that may not have as much value to me here. You know, I wanted to laser focus in on brand strategy and that's what I could do with this kind of class. It was great. So professor G Scott Galloway is also does the uh, podcast with Kara Swisher, of course, is a professor at NYU. Um, so how was, did you learn a lot out of it? How was the kind of interactivity with other people? Like, so it's broken down into, I think six different class modules that you watch on demand and then three different live stream classes with Scott Galloway. And then we also have some case studies that we do with other people in our, we're all broken down into smaller groups because there's about 1500 students oh, wow. in this class, okay. it's a lot. Um, so we get broken down into smaller groups and we go through case studies on particular tenants of the course. Um, you know, maybe it could be something like a laddering strategy. A laddering strategy is when you pick your competition's weakness and you kind of lean into your strength as a comparison to their weakness, I'll explain. Apple leans into privacy, but they lean into privacy because Google and Facebook 
make all of their money on advertising. And thus that is their weakness that they are exposing their customers to uh, intense scrutiny through all this data collection, right? So like, did Apple go like, we just love customer privacy or, or were they like, ooh, this is a way for us to lean into something that definitely is one of their weaknesses and that's called laddering. Okay. So we focused on different strategies like that that brands can take to really strengthen um, we also, to your community point, had a Slack channel. Again, we were broken down into smaller groups, but I mean, a really amazing, I mean, from C-suite down, like really an amazing group of like intense marketers, like the kind of stuff that these people were putting in Slack every day. I mean, it was a little intimidating, gotta be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Plus the time, you're like, how do these people have this much time? <laughs> yeah. So what is like the time, is a four week program? Or it's a three it week. Three week, okay. So what kind of time commitment was it for you? So technically they say that you can do one to two hours a day. And I was like, I definitely spent more time than that. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I am a super nerd one. <laughs> and so every time when they're like, wanna go further? And you know, I'm like, yes, I'm gonna read all those links. Okay, gotcha. So I probably spent in some cases like three hours or maybe even up to four you have a final project as well in which you you pick a brand most people are going to pick brands that they're working on so it's applicable to their job and then you take all the tenants that you learn and you break down your final project into all of those things so you basically dissect this company come up with strategic recommendations and then your peers actually grade your work you look at everybody else's and they look at yours kind of thing. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Okay. So worthwhile, you found it worthwhile? It sounds yeah, like it I highly like- recommend it. Obviously, I mean, not obviously. I listened to Pivot with Kara Swisher, which you mentioned. Yeah. I love their podcast. And so I knew a lot about his level of thinking and, and the way that he processes information. And obviously I had already signed on to this Scott Galloway brand. So I knew it was going to be good. Right. But once I got into all the little particulars, I was really impressed, especially by the Slack channel, because I had no idea that it was going to be such intense conversations in there by really, you know, senior level marketers. <laughs> so it's also good for some networking as well, it sounds like. Yeah, networking. And then, you know, it's, it really honestly brought me back to college where, you know, I was a <laughs> philosophy major and you can only imagine how like philosophy majors like to out nerd each other you know it was just like that all over again wow. like, oh nostalgia <laughs> well this was fun to catch up glad we uh got into paramount plus it's our last this is the last it's the last one right we don't have this is the last of the streaming nothing else is i'm sure horizon, there'll be right? the tiny like niche ones that come along but yes this is the last of the big media like, companies this this is the last this is the two-year the, the two-year burst is over all right we're all here now what? <laughs> I love watching companies do battle. It's my favorite thing. So <laughs> I, I also love listening to Netflix's earnings call and, and watching like Reed Hastings scoff at like competition from Disney. Like compliment them, but also scoff at the same time. <laughs> the backhanded compliment is a fine art. I yeah, he's say. great yeah. at it. <laughs> <laughs>